0: find a comfy seat. We're about to leave the station, and you know what that means. We're going someplace new. I'm Birdie, the keeper of the story train. I wear a green baseball cap with a little white birdie on the front and my favorite overalls. Two whistles? We're headed for the Rainbow Tunnel that will take us far, far away. I wonder where the story train will lead us this time. Here comes the end of the tunnel. Oh my! It's night where we've arrived. And we're in a city, rolling down the tracks while everyone sleeps. Well, not everyone. As we get closer to a big neighborhood full of houses, there's one little girl who doesn't want to go to sleep. Her name is Lucy. Lucy's dad was asleep. So was her mom, her sister too. Lucy's very tiny dog was dreaming big dreams and the hamster was snoring little snores but lucy's eyes were wide open as she stared at the ceiling of her room with the covers pulled up to her nose she wished for morning to come i wish i wish i wish said lucy i wish it was morning so the sun would come out lucy tried very hard to be brave I won't be afraid, I won't, she said, but she was afraid, and when Lucy was afraid, she often yelled a certain word. Dad! Lucy's dad would wake up and crawl out of bed. He would pad down the hallway and into Lucy's room, and he would say encouraging things. He would tuck Lucy in, all snug as a bug, pad back down the hallway, and go back to bed. But that never worked. Lucy would run to her parents' room, jump into their bed, and snuggle up right between them. Then she would fall asleep. This went on for quite a long time, night after night, for many nights in a row. But then, one night, something very special happened. Everyone was asleep, mom and dad, little dog, hamster, and sister, but Lucy was awake. Lucy was laying in her bed with the covers pulled up to her nose. She was just about to yell the word she always yelled. Do you remember what word that was? dad, but she didn't yell for her dad because the very special thing happened instead. Just as Lucy was about to yell, the night visitors arrived. The night visitors were two beautiful soft cats. One was black and the other was brown. They looked very strong and very friendly. Who are you? Asked Lucy. They came closer. We're Midnight and Nimbus, the black cat said. We're here to protect you. Oh, said Lucy. Midnight went out the door to Lucy's room, but Nimbus stayed close. She stood at the foot of Lucy's bed. Where's Midnight going? asked Lucy. all over the house said Nimbus he'll be back Will midnight check the whole house Lucy asked he will he's very good at checking Nimbus said midnight was very quiet as he looked all around and Lucy well Lucy fell asleep and when she woke up in the morning midnight and nimbus were gone night after night ten nights in a row midnight and nimbus returned they took turns looking all through the house all through the night on the 11th night midnight had a message for lucy there's a little boy who lives down the street he's scared at night just like you Lucy knew what it felt like to be afraid at bedtime, but the funny thing was, she wasn't afraid anymore. "'You can go help the little boy,' Lucy said, and so Midnight went to help the little boy feel less afraid. The next night, Nimbus visited Lucy's room alone. "'Do you miss Midnight?' Lucy asked." sometimes nimbus said lucy thought for a long time will you come back if i need you she asked midnight appeared in the window and looked at lucy with her big dark eyes she smiled a big cat smile we both will midnight said lucy put her head on the pillow She thought of all the boys and girls who were afraid at night, and how lucky they would be if Midnight and Nimbus came to visit them and make them feel better. You can go, she said. I'm not afraid anymore. Midnight and Nimbus were very happy for Lucy. They wandered away down the street to help the little boy, and Lucy Lucy fell asleep. And that's the story of little Lucy who couldn't go to sleep, and Midnight and Nimbus who helped her overcome her fear. And now Midnight and Nimbus can help other kids because Lucy is fast asleep. The story train is rolling past houses and the lights of the city. It's back to Pflugerville for us. But if you wanna hear more stories, Just search for Go Kid Go, and you'll find all sorts of things to explore. Come back again. The story train is always on its way to somewhere far, far away. frog finds a friend. All aboard the story train. Find a comfy seat. We're about to leave the station, and you know what that means. We're going someplace new. If you've never ridden on the story train before, here are a few important things to remember as we roll on down the tracks. I'll blow the train whistle twice, right before we leave. Make sure you're in your comfy seat. The story train is a magical train. And when we leave, we'll go through the rainbow tunnel. The rainbow tunnel can take us anywhere. We won't know where we're going until we get there. It's a surprise. The story train has a mind of its own. It goes where it wants to. And sometimes we can even ask the story train questions. One whistle for yes. Two whistles for no. Let's ask the story train a question. Are we going to a forest today? One whistle means yes. I wonder what we'll find in the forest and where the forest will be. Here we go. Where will the story train lead us this time? We're entering the rainbow tunnel. Hold on everyone. It's off to far, far away. Here comes the end of the tunnel. We've arrived in a place called Yellowstone Park. It's a very big park rivers and lakes, mountains and forests. There are many animals in Yellowstone Park. Some are big and some are small. And today, the story train is rolling past the home of a tiny green animal called Forest Frog. Forest Frog is about to have a very interesting day. This story is called, Forest Frog Finds a Friend. Forest Frog was bright green and lived in a tree in a big forest. Forest Frog liked his tree because it was safe and cozy. But sometimes he wished he could find a friend to share the tree with. Forest Frog often saw different animals walk by, but he was a very shy frog so he never said anything to them. As the days would go by, forest frog would see bears and moose and smaller animals like rabbits and raccoons. Sometimes birds would fly by and forest frog would wave as they flapped their wings. Then one day, forest frog got a little bit bored. It was fun to watch all the animals from the tree But he wondered what it would be like to hop around the park and see if he could find a friend. Forest Frog carefully hopped down the tree trunk, one little hop at a time. He was a very careful frog. When Forest Frog made it to the bottom of the tree, he sat there for a long time, wondering what would happen. He'd never been out of the tree, and he was a little bit uncertain about what came next. And so Forest Frog did the thing he most liked to do. He hopped. Then he hopped again and again. He looked back and saw that he had hopped quite far from his tree and thought maybe he should go back. But Forest Frog took a deep breath, made a ribbit sound, and hopped one more time. He was sitting on a pathway through the forest. The pathway twisted and turned and it felt warm on his frog toes i'll just hop down this path but not very far forest frog said and so he did but when forest frog came to the first turn and hopped he landed right next to forest squirrel oh oh my i'm sorry if i startled you forest frog said i'll be on my way back to my tree i'm searching for nuts said forest Squirrel. would you like to come with me forest frog thought about this idea should he go looking for nuts with forest squirrel? she seemed nice i've only just left my tree for the first time said forest frog so I'm a little nervous about getting too far away. That's okay, said Forest Girl. We can look right around here. How do you like being away from your tree so far? I like it very much, said Forest Frog. I've met someone new and she's very friendly. I'm glad you met someone new. I'd like to meet them too, said Forest Girl. "'Oh, but it's you,' said Forest Frog. "'You're the most friendly someone I met.' Forest Girl thought this was the nicest thing anyone had said to her all day. She smiled and hopped further along the trail, and Forest Frog followed. As they hopped, Forest Frog realized something. "'I don't think I need to go any further down the trail,' Forest Frog said." I think I found what I was looking for. You are a very good finder, Forest Squirrel said, but what were you looking for? I was looking for a friend, said Forest Frog, and I found you. I wasn't even looking for a friend, said Forest Squirrel, but I found one too. If you come back to my tree, I'll have some good news for you said forest frog i haven't found what i'm looking for yet said forest squirrel i'm searching for nuts but i'll come with you so i can see where you live forest frog hopped back towards home he felt the warm path on his toes soon the tree was right in front of him again this is where you live asked forest squirrel yes it is forest frog said It's an oak tree. I'm not sure if you knew this or not, said Forest Girl, but oak trees are full of nuts. They're called acorns. I don't even eat nuts, said Forest Frog. You can have all the acorns and you can live in the tree with me. Forest Frog and Forest Girl made their way up the tree. Forest Frog showed Forest Squirrel all around the tree, all the way up in the branches. I would like to live in your tree with you, said Forest Squirrel as she gathered an acorn. After that, Forest Frog and Forest Squirrel became very good friends, and they still live in the oak tree together. Isn't it nice when you go searching for things and you find them? Sometimes we find a friend, and sometimes our new friend helps us find what we're looking for. I'm very happy for Frog and Squirrel. The story train is rolling past through the forest and into the rainbow tunnel. It's back to Pflugerville for us. But if you want to hear more stories, just search for Go Kid Go, and you'll find all sorts of things to explore. Come back again. I'll be waiting on the story train. All aboard the story train. Find a comfy seat. We're about to leave the station. And you know what that means. We're going someplace new. I'm Birdie, the keeper of the story train. I wear a green baseball cap with a little white birdie on the front and my favorite overalls. Two whistles. You know what that means. We're headed for the rainbow tunnel that will take us far, far away. I wonder where the story train will lead us this time. Here comes the end of the tunnel. We've traveled to a place called France, and we're rolling past a little farm on a rolling hill. This little farm is home to a grandmother, a father, and a child. The grandmother is sleeping just now so we'll be extra quiet as we go by. This story is called The Baker and the Magic Pie. Arthur had lived on the farm for his entire life. So he knew all about the garden. It was summertime and the first berries were ripe. The first berries were always strawberries and Arthur was pulling them off their stems one by one, and popping them in his mouth. Do you know what we should do? Asked Arthur's dad. Arthur's dad was a baker and Arthur hoped it was time for the first pie of the summer. We should bake a pie, Arthur said, because I love to eat pie. That was exactly what I was thinking said the baker, who was also Arthur's dad. But today we're going to make a magic pie. A magic pie? Arthur asked. What does it do? Does it turn into a lion? Or maybe it makes it so you can fly if you eat it. It's not that sort of magic, said the baker. It's a different kind of magic. While Arthur picked strawberries and put them in a basket, he wondered what sort of magic the pie would bring. Would the magic do all his chores? That would be some good magic. We're going to need some of this rhubarb too, said the baker as he walked by some other plants in the garden. It will give the pie a nice tart taste. They picked some rhubarb and went into the baker's kitchen. The kitchen was right next to a little sitting room where Arthur's grandma liked to sleep the day away. She was a very good sleeper. She could sleep through anything, so they didn't have to worry about making noise while they baked the pie. They made the dough for their pie crust and Arthur got to roll it out so it was flat and round. You're getting very good at rolling out the dough, said the baker. One day, you'll be able to make a pie all by yourself. Arthur thought maybe this was the magic in the pie. Somehow, by helping his dad, the baker, bake a pie, Arthur would know how to bake a pie. That seemed sort of magical, at least to Arthur. The baker turned on the oven so it could get nice and warm. They washed all the berries and the rhubarb. They finished the pie crust. Now they had the parts for the pie, but no pie. So they filled the pie with berries and the rhubarb, and then they covered the pie with more dough. Let's put this pie in the oven, said the baker, and let it cook for a little while. This kind of magic needs to be cooked. As the pie baked, the kitchen began to smell very good. Arthur wondered if this was the magic. The pie had made a tasty smell fill the kitchen and nothing else could do it quite like the pie had. Keep your eyes open, the baker said. The magic is just about to begin. Arthur looked all around. He looked under the cabinets and up to the ceiling but he didn't see any magic. Are you sure this is a magic pie? Arthur asked the baker. I'm sure, the baker said. When Arthur turned around, he saw something surprising. There was a little table in the kitchen where they sat to eat and Arthur's grandma was sitting right there smiling. But grandma usually sleeps all morning, said Arthur. What's she doing up? The baker, who was also Arthur's dad, didn't answer. Instead, he went to the oven and opened it up. He took out the pie and the whole house filled with a delicious smell. The baker set the pie on the table and watched as grandma's smile got even bigger. We have to let the pie cool for a little while before we eat it, the baker said. Let's play a game while we wait. They sat at the table and played a game together. Grandma laughed, Arthur laughed, and the baker laughed. They had a magical time playing games while the pie cooled. I think the pie has cooled now, the baker said. He sliced three big pieces of pie and put them on plates, and Grandma smiled even bigger than she had before. "'This is my favorite kind of pie,' said Grandma. "'It's just magical.'" She took a big bite and laughed because it tasted so good. Arthur and the baker took bites too, and they laughed right along with Grandma. They ate and laughed and ate and laughed. "'Well, Arthur,' said the baker, "'do you see the magic in the pie now?' Arthur thought about all the pie had done. The smell it made woke his grandma up long before she usually got up. It magically got her to the table while Arthur wasn't looking and it magically gave them time to play games together. Then the pie magically made them all laugh and smile. And one day the magic would make it so Arthur could bake his own pie maybe even for the baker, when the baker was too old to do it himself. And best of all, the pie tasted magically good. Yes, dad, Arthur said happily. I see the magic in the pie now. And then Arthur ate more pie. Sometimes there really is magic in the world and magic in the things we do. Isn't that a nice idea? the story train is rolling past the french kitchen and into the rainbow tunnel it's back to Flugerville for us but if you want to hear more stories just search for go kid go and you'll find all sorts of things to explore come back again i'll be waiting on the story train <coughs>